That's right, friends. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for the very things we are celebrating and teaching in our schools. I thought that this was a good tweet to start the show off with because, to be quite honest with you, this is where we're at in the modern day. And not only did God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for what we're teaching in our grade schools, but also for what we're teaching in our universities, as every single day we invert reality more and more. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Insanity as we live in upside down clown world. Every day that passes gets crazier and crazier. And every single time I think we reach peak insanity, something new happens. A, a law professor comes out and argues with one of our elected congressmen about the terminology surrounding women, arguing about whether or not trans people actually exist. It's such an insane time to be alive. And I get to the point with a, a lot of these videos too, where I just play them for you and let the videos speak for themselves because it's too crazy for me to even detail to you. So that's what we're going to be covering today. Uh, another beautiful day in America. You know, uh, the other the other day we were covering Hunter Biden's crackheadery. We were covering Hunter Biden involved in many illicit activities involved with Ukrainian hookers, uh, you know, pretending he was Kim Kardashian, basically video recording every single aspect of his life. And then we saw as the media completely looked the other way. Now, what we're going to focus on today is another issue in our country. And what I talked about last show was the parallels between Joe Biden's leadership and Donald Trump's leadership and how you could look to their children as an example, as the best example of what happens when you allow a weak man versus a strong man to lead not only your family, but your country. So we're currently under weak leadership right now, which is why our country is in an absolute state of decline and why we've gotten to the point where we have quote unquote law professors and this law professor is from UC Berkeley. So, uh, you know, take law professor with a grain of salt, but having to listen to the left, try to argue their own points is hilarious to me every single time because they're stumbling and bumbling over their own words because they're having to go through this mental gymnastics of trying to make sure that they're saying the proper pronoun, the proper terminology. And apparently the new term for woman just dropped. We'll be getting into that here in a moment. Um, but what I want to focus in on at the start of this show is the issue of abortion. We saw that Roe v. Wade was overturned. It was a beautiful day for our country. We are getting back to saving the most innocent among us. And that is a great thing that we should celebrate. For many of the women as well who think that this is a bad thing, I was reading an article in the Washington Post about two teenagers who wanted to get abortions, but they ended up not being able to because of the heartbeat bill here in Texas. And at the end of this long op-ed by Washington Post that was trying to make out how difficult it was going to be because these teenagers' child ch childhoods were robbed from them, at the end of the article, Washington Post themselves even had to highlight how these two young women were very happy that they actually weren't able to get an abortion because once their child was born, that child was the greatest gift they had ever received and they would never change their life in a minute. 
because they loved their child and they realized that that was a baby. It's not just a clump of cells. It's not just the fetus, all those things that were lied about. So, of course, the left wing is having to come in and they're having to work overtime to try to twist reality, manipulate the truth, as they always do. And per President Joe Biden, yesterday following my executive order, HHS released new guidance to ensure healthcare providers across the country know their obligation under federal law to provide life or health-saving abortion services in emergency situations, regardless of their state's abortion laws. So here we have Joe Biden being actual dictator, everything that they said that Donald Trump was or Ron DeSantis, he's over here trying to circumvent the state and trying to come in and force the states to provide abortions, which granted, many of the states who have banned abortions do have caveats in their law that say, okay, in cases of rape or incest abortion, or in cases uh, where the woman's life is at risk, and that's the only option, many of these Anti-abortion states still have the option and availability for women to uh, make that choice. So what I want to point out in this tweet, because wording is everything, and that's what we have consistently focused in on with the left wing, because they're very good at manipulating language. We saw this with Black Lives Matter, right? I mean, you're anti-Black Lives Matter. No, I'm anti-looting, rioting, and burning down the country. Well, they're doing it in the name of Black Lives Matter. So if you oppose that, you're a racist. That's how that works, right? That's how they manipulate that language. They say that abortion is not killing a human being because it's just a clump of cells. It's just a fetus. It doesn't feel pain. It's just a procedure. You just take a little abortion pill, easy peasy. And if you have, you know, maybe like a late-term abortion, well, that's just the woman's choice because bodily autonomy. Remember, this comes from the same crowd that was trying to force COVID vaccines on us for two years. Also, apparently COVID is still a thing per the Biden administration. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but the wording I want to focus in he on here says, <clears throat> uh, basically, I want healthcare providers across the country to know their obligation under federal law to provide life or health-saving abortion services in emergency situations. Now, this health-saving portion that's going to be manipulated. And I already know how the left wing operates. And they're going to say, well, my mental health is at risk here. And this is an emergency situation because my mental health is so at risk because I can't get an abortion. So I have to get one and I need to get one. I see how the left works so many times. And so this tweet initially is just this verbiage right now. But what it will ultimately delve into is the exact mental crisis that we're currently living through in the modern day that we see with the LGBTQ community, that we see with transgenderism, that we can't get away from. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, a great example of this mental illness on display. Apparently, they played their first show in 11 years the other night, and they projected this just straight up dumb message on the screen. It says, forced birth in a country where black birth givers experience maternal mortality two to three times higher than that of white birth givers. So these are the people who are trying to say that abortion needs to be legal for 
birth givers, okay? They don't adhere to basic science, which is why when it comes to any pro-choice versus pro-life argument, the pro-choicer always ends up stumbling over their words because they can never define when life begins. Now, after the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and you can go to my website for this research because I've done all the hard work for you. I have an abortion page now. I'm still working on it, but it's live now. I was doing some research into technically when scientists deem that life begins. And a Princeton University study says that life begins at conception, at that point that DNA is separate from yours. So scientifically, that's when life begins. But the pro-choice community who is using this just dumbass verbiage of birth givers, uh, it's just, and again, it's like, who put this phrase together? Forced birth in a country where black birth givers experience maternal, which again, that word in itself is gendered maternal, but okay, mortality two to three times higher than that of white birth givers. It's just so ridiculous to me. It really is. And these are the people that are allowed to have the loudest say in society. These are the people who are allowed to, you know, delete the right wing off of Twitter. And that's been another issue for me too, because it's been difficult for me to make this show as good for you guys as it should be because my last Twitter account was deleted and all of the people that I used to follow uh, were deleted. And then now my, my algorithm's different. And every single time you start a new Twitter account, because I'm on my fourth one now, what I've noticed is that Twitter immediately pushes the most mundane dumbed down content toward its users. They're not pushing content that, and I've said many times, like my interests are politics, I'm following the politicians, I'm following all the news sites, and what consistently shows up in my feed, these dumb TikToks, cute animal videos, which okay, I'm not opposed to that, but it's not what I'm trying to see. And it's just a great example of how easy it is for big tech to manipulate your reality via whatever platform or whatever timeline you're looking at, right? So on my old Twitter account, uh, I would be able to give you guys a much more comprehensive show where I would have, you know, uh, maybe more details regarding a certain story, or I would see more news articles, I would see more angles. But because I have this new algorithm, the dumbed down version that Twitter gives to basically every single one of their users, it's di more difficult for me. And I'm having to do a lot more research and go to actual websites, go to people's personal Twitter pages and like physically go through their timelines because Twitter is shadow banning certain people. Twitter is censoring certain stories. I physically have to go to libs of TikTok to go look at their tweets because they are so banned that you don't even see their posts pop up because they're exposing the LGBTQ indoctrination of our children. But getting back to uh, that being one way, okay, big tech censorship being one way our realities are manipulated because, you know, Say what you will, but Twitter is a very effective platform. People have cast votes for the president of the United States based off of what they've seen on Twitter. So it's a very powerful platform. The left knows that. And that is why they have utilized every single power that they have to try to manipulate the masses via this platform. So apparently, and this is a UC Berkeley law professor. She was arguing about abortion in front of some senators today. I just saw these videos pop up and I added them to the show. So I'm not sure exactly what this hearing was. Um, apparently it was about abortion access and the law. So they brought this law professor on. 
this is a law professor in 2022 talking about abortion and when you should be allowed to kill your child up until like which month in the womb you should be able to murder your child until. This is a law professor, okay? This person, this woman is teaching future lawyers, future lawyers who could potentially make that decision, the make or break decision one day on whether or not your child gets taken away by the state because you don't want your child to cut their genitals off. You don't want your child to be indoctrinated. And instead of letting them go through with these life-altering procedures, you instead say no. Now, these are the lawyers that are going to be a part of the justice system that will ultimately be responsible for taking your child away if you disagree. Listen to the terminology here. Listen to the ridiculous mindset, the anti-scientific, just insane verbiage here. Listen to how this, this woman tries to describe women. And do you think a do you think a, a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think that a, um, a a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They. No, have I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with the capacity for and I'm, pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking. I'm, you I'm, think answer, that a, I'm answering a more interesting you think question that, to you me. You think that the baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they, have the, they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, so this is apparently a law professor, again, at UC Berkeley. So we're not surprised by that. But I can't state enough law professor and let's go over a couple of points in this video point number one senator cornyn is questioning this woman and he says do you think that the baby that is not yet born uh, has value right or the baby that is born has value the long pause that she took there was the first red flag the fact that she says a person with the capacity for pregnancy, apparently that's the new term for woman because a new term drops every single month at this point. Bleeders, pregnant people, a person with the capacity for pregnancy. No, these are all women, okay? And the third thing I want to point out in this clip too, because we have more clips of this woman, it gets even worse is she goes, well, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to answer something that's more interesting to me. I'm going to answer the portion that's more interesting to me. And this is the, the entitled attitude of this next generation. And also why you can't argue with anybody on the left as well, because that's the exact issue, right? With the pro-choice movement, you can't go and you can't have an actual conversation with them because they refuse to acknowledge any basic scientific facts. They refuse to acknowledge any basic common sense question. Instead, they try to divert, they try to manipulate, they try to do these mental gymnastics of, well, I'm going to focus in on this one point that you made over here because clearly I'm not going to be able to answer when life begins. And I'm also not going to be able to answer how a clump of cells just magically turns into a human being one day. So her name is Kiara Bridges. Oh, gosh. And why does she have AOC eyes? Why do all of these liberal crazy-ass women always have these crazy bug eyes? Like, chill, girl, relax. It's like you can see the, the, the crazy from a mile away. 
Now, she also, she also speaks to Senator Josh Hawley, and he asks her the most basic biological question, right? If a decade ago, you went to a third grade classroom and you said, hey, kids, can a man get pregnant and have a baby? They would be like, no, what are you saying? That's ridiculous. And everybody would laugh and cheer and it would be hilarious. Now we have a law professor and professors in front of our senators arguing that men can get pregnant. Just just listen to the clip. It's a minute and 30 seconds long. We're going to listen to the whole thing because it's just straight up insanity. The fact that this woman sat in front of our senators and wasted their time with this. Like, why, why is our Congress even wasting their time with this nonsense? Why are we even giving them time? Why are we even giving them any platform? This is just a waste of our taxpayer dollars, to be quite honest, because they could be utilized to have hearings that actually matter, not like January 6th or this BS woman who doesn't even understand basic scientific fact. Just listen to the clip. Uh, Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important- Because of my line of questioning? Because- So we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist- I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies? Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can get pregnant. (laughs) So you are denying that trans people exist? And that leads to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Or are they also treated like this? No, no, no. They're they're allowed to question They're opening up people to violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot just in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Um, The aggressive, combative, entitled attitude of this woman as she's spewing off whatever the hell she just said. Josh Howley asking if she's referring to women because only women can get pregnant. I don't know why I even have to say that in 2022. It's because we're living in crazy land. I forgot. The, it's just, you know, I I get the points and you guys all know this. 
I get to points where I watch these videos and I have nothing to say. I have nothing to comment on other than the fact that this woman is a psychopath and she should be institutionalized. If she genuinely thinks that men can get pregnant, she shouldn't be teaching a law class at UC Berkeley. She should be thrown in a mental hospital and she should be fully assessed because look at the body language. She doesn't seem like, it's just like, are you serious? Like words, it just equate violence, just words equate violence. And that's the modern day. These people can't argue their points. And that's why words immediately equate violence because that's all that they can fall back on. They're like, oh, well, um, yeah, are you denying that trans people exist? Sure. Uh, yeah, they exist. They're called the mentally ill. Great. I'm glad that we we uh, agreed with that. Incredible. Cool. So only women can get pregnant. There's only two genders. I'm so tired of having this stupid, dumb, arg- like conversation. I really am. And I get to points too with uh, going to these leftist events where I don't even want to argue with these people because they genuinely are so mentally ill and they are so misled and brainwashed that they genuinely can't fathom a world where men can't get pregnant. I just, I don't even know what to do with this anymore. I really don't. It's been a long day. I'm tired and I'm going to focus in on this. It's going to be a shorter show. Because to be quite honest with you, after listening to those two videos, all of my brain cells just committed suicide. They just said, nope, we're out. Start the rapture. We're done. If this is the modern day, if that's a law professor, we're, just start the rapture. We're done. It's done. Now, I want to highlight the reality of the transgender community This professor says that one in five transgender people commit suicide, or she either said try to commit suicide. And again, that goes back to mental health, but it probably also goes back to the fact that a lot of these people are manipulated when they're very young into getting these life-altering surgeries, and they aren't fully aware of the psychological, mental, and physical repercussions of this. For example, per Florida's Voice, former transgender teen supports Florida's proposal to ban Medicaid funding for puberty blockers, sex reassignment surgery. A crowd, uh, yeah, a crowd of people spoke at Friday <clears throat> at a Friday hearing over a proposed rule that would ban Medicaid reimbursements for treatments including puberty blockers and sex reassignment surgeries. Chloe Cole, who once identified as transgender and underwent surgery to affirm that identity, spoke at the hearing. Cole medically transitioned from ages 13 to 16. My parents were given a suicide threat as a reason to move me forward in my transition, Cole said. Despite having therapists and attending the top surgery class, I really didn't understand all the ramifications of the medical decision. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ledapo has stood against minors receiving these treatments and the Florida Department of Health recommended against gender transition for minors in a rebuttal of the Biden administration's guidelines. So basically, they were, you know, trying to talk Cole out of this. Cole ended up going through with the transition. And now, I believe, yeah, this is a female. 
she's speaking out against this because it's permanently altered her life. She says, I don't know if I'll be able to fully carry a child and I might be at increased risk for certain cancers because I don't have my breasts. I don't have my breasts. I'm not able to breastfeed whatever future children that I have. That realization actually was one of the biggest things that leads me to realizing that this was not the path I should have taken, she said. So... These are the types of stories that the LGBTQ community, that the transgender community tries to silence because they don't want the reality of these top surgeries, of these gender reassignment surgeries, of what taking hormones does to your body. I've watched so many interviews with people who have transitioned and then detransitioned, and they were talking about the horrific things their bodies went through as they started taking. hormone therapy. And again, at the end of the day, what gender reassignment surgery is, it's not a life-saving procedure like the Biden administration keeps saying it is. What it is, is young, impressionable children being influenced to chop their genitals off. This young girl does not have breasts anymore and will never be able to breastfeed her children. Maybe will never have children because she was going through a period in her life as every single teenager does where she maybe felt like, oh, I don't know, I don't fit in. Maybe, you know, I'm this or that. I don't know. Young teenage kids, they have no idea what's going on. They're just trying to fit in. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to make it in life. They're the most impressionable people and they follow all the fads. Why do you think, you know, all the teenagers at school, they all dress the same. They're all following the same fads because they're trying to figure themselves out, okay? And so whatever's popular Everybody's going to follow that. And right now what's popular is being gay, is being lesbian, is being bisexual. Remember those two young teenagers that I interviewed in Washington, D.C., who genuinely went through, I'm not joking, six or seven different genders and sexualities. They were like, am I bi? Am I pan? I don't know. I started questioning it at 13. But then I was like, maybe I'm gay. I know I'm definitely not straight. And then I thought that I was queer. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm demi this, that, and the other. And, you know, these, these girls clearly very confused by this community that's targeting children. And it's just, and it breaks my heart. Per Brenda, who is a lawyer who speaks out against transgenderism, she says, there are so many things most people do not know about trans ideology. These are some of them. Trans used to mean transsexual, a very small group of people, mostly men who suffered from a lifelong sense of gender dysphoria and sought medical remedies, hormones, and surgery to relieve their suffering. Now, the vast majority of men identifying as trans are straight men with autogenophilia. They derive sexual pleasure from thinking of themselves as women. We used to call this cross-dressing. That is why most men identifying as trans don't get or seek surgery. Over 90%, they are fully intact straight males. Women's prisons, changing rooms, and bathrooms have been historically single sex for reasons of safety and privacy. Over 97% of sexual crimes are committed by men. Since women cannot tell the predators by looks alone, single sex spaces are intended to promote safety. 
Men who identify as trans have committed murders. See Dana Rivers and rapes. See Stephen Hayes. Men identifying as trans have been transferred to women's prisons and committed multiple sexual assaults, which we've reported on on this show. If you want to search for it, but I don't recommend it, uh, men identifying as trans have filmed and published all sorts of porn with the setting of women's restrooms. Trans ideology poses a danger to children and young people who are taking off-label hormones and undergoing surgery. Hormone blockers are not medically approved for children identifying as trans. They are experimental. While the effects of hormone blockers may be reversible in the sense that when stopped, the hormones will start up again, the effects of the pause on children and adolescent bodies may be damaging and permanent, affecting bone and brain development and fertility. Many children and adolescents grow out of feelings of being trans, but surgery, most often done on young girls in the form of double mastectomies, is quite permanent. Remember, boys and men usually keep their genitals fully intact. And that's another thing I want to focus in on, too, is that women genuinely are much more easily influenced than men. I saw a picture today of uh, two bathrooms, right? And the bathrooms that were right next to each other, it was like a men's bathroom just for men. And then it was a woman's and transgender bathroom. It was very interesting. And I noticed this often, that it's the women who seem to be more easily influenced when it comes to getting these types of surgeries, aka Ellen Page. Now the poster boy for uh, transgenderism and top surgery. Let's keep going with this thread. People suffering with genuine gender dysphoria that is a persistent lifelong feeling of being the other sex deserve respect, privacy, and treatment have sought. Trans people are not the same as trans ideology, just as gay people are not the same as queer theory. And then we can go on and read um, you know, the rest of all of this. But basically, those are some of the backgrounds of transgenderism that nobody ever talks about. The dark side of the issue. And like I said, there's so many members of the transgender community that have come out detransitioned and they've tried to have their stories told and the transgender community bullies them into silence, attacks them, harasses them. In Dave Chappelle's, one of his latest comedy specials, he was saying that he had met a transgender woman and her community bullied her to the point of suicide because she was friends with Dave Chappelle. So that's that community for you. That's the mentally healthy transgender community that bullies each other to suicide if they try to maybe make a joke about the transgender community like Dave Chappelle did. It's like, you know, transgender people want to be treated as equal. And then if you make a joke about them, they're like, you can't joke about us or we will ruin your life. And also, you can't expose anything true about the realities of our surgeries and hormone therapies or we will also ruin your life and call you a bigot and destroy your career. So that's one side of this very demonic energy that has been coming out of just our entire country, to be quite honest, for the past couple of years. Um, another, going back to the original point of abortion and how the Biden administration is still going to try to push that on each and every state. One of the senators that has been most outspoken about abortion, and disgustingly so, okay, so this clip came out last week, uh, maybe a week or two ago, of Elizabeth Warren saying that pregnancy centers outnumber abortion centers, and that's bad. This is the clip from two weeks ago. A new clip has come out of her saying the exact same thing again. But I'm going to play the first clip for you guys so you can understand exactly who the left is and exactly what they think and believe. 
Because they love to say, oh, we want to protect the kids, all oh, the kids that are dying in school shootings. And it's like, oh, there's too many pregnancy centers. There's not enough abortion centers to murder children. Mm-hmm. Listen to this clip from Elizabeth Warren. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She said. So she said that last week and then she doubled down, uh, doubled down on it and said it again. Uh, this clip came out today. Listen. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. So there's Elizabeth Warren calling for shutting down pregnancy centers all over the country. The same side of the political aisle that says that women will die because they don't have access to resources now that they're going to, you know, be subjected to forced birth. So which one is it? Are these women being subjected to forced birth and they're all going to die because they lack resources? Or are you trying to shut down the resources to help the women who will be getting pregnant and do need help and resources because you would prefer that they murder their child instead? Which one is it? And also, um, let's not forget, too, the argument that I just, again, brought up. Oh, we care so much about kids that are getting shot up in schools and dying. It's just so horrific. Um, Also, the fact that there's more pro-life centers than um, abortion centers is horrific because um, we can't have more children being born. I have heard from pro-abortionists that, oh, yeah, like, why would you want to have a child if they were just going to, like, go to school and get shot? And it's like, so you would just rather, like, murder them? Why would you want to have a child if they just, like, go to the foster system? Yeah, like, we should just kill them before they even have a chance at life. I was watching this beautiful story. I don't know. It just popped up on my Instagram feed of this woman who was in the foster care system her whole entire life. She went from family to family. She was labeled hard to place, a difficult child. And then her coach saw her potential in high school and helped her become a track and field star. She ended up getting scholarships to universities. And then she ended up becoming this beautiful, successful woman with a family, with her own children. She wrote her own book about, you know, living through the foster care system and then overcoming that hardship. Do you see how beautiful somebody's life can become if they have strong leadership in their life? Going back to what I was talking about in our last episode, strong leadership, a strong foundation, somebody to believe in them. But no, the entire pro-death crowd just says, we would just rather murder you. We would just rather have you die and not even have a chance at life. So truly understand the two sides of the political aisle. We'll wrap up with this. Headline from Zero Hedge, left-wing group offers bounties in exchange for doxing conservative justices. Again, this is an older headline, but truly understand exactly what the left-wing wants. They don't want peace. They don't want women's rights. They want to kill you. That's that's literally it. They want the right-wing to die. They want babies to die. That is why they continue to push these pro-death policies. That is why they continue to attack the traditional family, because they would rather have a child die than have a chance at life, than have the chance to be adopted by a loving family, than have the chance for, uh, you know, this baby's mother to have them. And then that mother go to a pregnancy center, maybe be exposed to Jesus Christ at this pregnancy center. 
maybe have her entire life change for the better because she decided to have her child. Again, I've never met one person in my life who was considering an abortion and ended up having their child and regretted their decision. I have never met one person. And this is a big country. This is a big world. So I'm sure they're out there. But you guys see that I'm out on the streets a lot. And even the pro-choice moms that I go and I talk to at all of these protests, I say, were you thinking about aborting your kid? And they go, no, no, I would never abort my child. I I didn't abort my child. There's some moms that are kind of wild and they're like, well, my two children are here today because I aborted the first one. Maya Hawk, she's one of the stars of Stranger Things. She said that her mom, Uma Thurman, if it wasn't for her mom's abortion, she wouldn't, you know, be here. She was saying that during a late night talk show and someone commented, the aborted sibling was not here for comment. So I just wanted to highlight that because the issue of transgenderism, the issue of the manipulation of our language, and then the pro-death, pro-abortion crowd has just been weighing heavy on my mind. I said that I was going to do an entire episode and we were going to go over a multitude of topics, but I did go do a man on the street today and I am getting ready to go on a two week long trip. So I'm going to keep tonight's episode short, but thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Again, if you like the show, go follow it on Rumble, go follow it on Odyssey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are streamed. If you like to listen to the show instead of have it up on YouTube or watch the video version. If you do like the show as well, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and I'll start reading them here on this show eventually. But I promise I do read every single one of those and I absolutely love them. They encourage me to keep going. Uh, Apologies that I was low energy for this show. But um I I did want to come and talk about these issues and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for always supporting me and I will be on the road for the next two weeks. So you probably won't hear the regular show for a little while, but you will see a lot of on the ground coverage of the Texas border crisis and um, also a little bit of what is going on in New York City. Very exciting trips coming up this month. All right, guys, with that, I am tuning out. Thank you so much for tuning in.